Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode within the lines coming at you on Friday, July 30th, 2021, a little bit later than we usually post. We usually post on Wednesdays, still coming at you with weekly content, just coming on a Friday uh, hand up. That's on us, but that's all right, because we're coming at you with a snake eyes movie review. The G.I. Joe franchise, the origin story of the snake eyes character um, had to go watch it in theaters. Um, Ty, mm. it was your uh, first movie as a, as a married man. It was. Um, and let me tell you, it was really okay. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, congratulations. And I hope, uh, this move, I hope your marriage is much better than just really okay. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so we're going to review that. And then after that, because we have no Marvel news to talk about, unless we want to talk about Scar Joe suing Marvel, but that's all right. Um, we're going to be ranking our top five Joes. Um, so GI Joe, obviously origins. So just Joes of any caliber. Um, let's just say there's a very big one of one, and it's my turn to go first, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, yeah, you you get that, but uh, let's get into the show. 20, 20, 10, 5, High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk smash! Hey, look up! You can put it on the board. Yes. An ancient Japanese clan called the Arashikagi welcomes tenacious loner, Snake Eyes, after he saves the life of their heir apparent. Upon arrival in Japan, the Arashikagi teach him the ways of the ninja warrior while also providing him something he's been longing for, a home. However, when secrets from Snake Eyes' past are revealed, his honor and allegiance gets tested, even if that means losing the trust of those closest to him. Wow, Tyler, you sound like shit. Just kidding, you don't sound like oh, shit. Really? You just don't sound like a... You're just not in studio right now. I just want to acknowledge it for the audience who might be thinking the same thing. Why isn't Tyler in studio? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a faraway land called my apartment. Uh, yeah, Riley, feeling a little under the weather. Um, so Tyler didn't come over just out of abundance of caution. Uh, don't worry, everyone. It's probably not COVID. I mean, she already had COVID and got a COVID vaccine. So if she somehow got COVID again, I feel perfectly fine. If she somehow got COVID again, that would just be remarkable. <laughs> shit luck um, but no she has no covid symptoms so she's probably fine but ty's going on his honeymoon soon i don't want him getting the sniffles on his honeymoon yeah i want to be fully healthy 
um, in Hawaii. Yeah. Do you have to get a uh, the COVID test, or is your vaccine good enough? I think our vaccine's good enough, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Probably yeah, just make 100 percent sure. Yeah. Make sure you look that up like every fucking day with how much everything's changing. Yeah. Um, Snake Eyes, though. Yeah, GI Joe spinoff. I've never seen any GI Joe movies. Um, hand up. Me never either. Played with a GI Joe. Oh, that was a little bit. Never seen my time. any of the cartoons. <laughs> just nothing with GI Joe, which I did look up. Snake Eyes is in the other GI Joe movies that came out what ten years ago now. Um, played by two different actors, two different times. Um, so nice. this is the origin story. The third Snake Eyes. Um. The one guy that he's friends with, he turns into a character that's in the G.I. Joe movies as well. Also played by different actors, I believe, in each movie. Um, Andrew Koji, who plays, um, who we later call Storm Shadow, which is just a stupid-ass name, if you ask me. Um, so, yeah. It reminds me of the, the uh, Razor Face theme from Guardians 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew nothing about this movie going into it, other than it was just like a kind of Japanese-style ninja style hand to hand hand to hand combat movie uh rooted in mostly reality there was you know some things um but <laughs> it was yeah I, I didn't have any expectations for it went saw it in theaters didn't see it in imax unfortunately as much as it mm. pains to, pains me to say but i will say the tuesday ticket of five dollars is much better than the imax ticket of eighteen dollars so I, I guess you win some you lose some um <laughs> riley fell asleep which could be a precursor of this movie she fell asleep in the movies. Victoria did too, but she does at every movie. And that's not, I, that's no judgment. I, I, I love every time we watch a movie and every time I ask Victoria what she thought or Riley asked Victoria what she thought and she said she fell asleep every single time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be the most gripping, incredible movie of all time. And she's still, still taking a 15 minute nap right as the third act enters. <laughs> hey, she didn't take a nap during uh any of the, the either of the Avengers movies did she that we saw together? I don't. I think she stuck those out. Yeah, I think she was probably getting ready to take her nap, and then like a big crowd moment happened, and everyone yelled and woke her up. <laughs> hey, it's what happens, man. Sometimes you know, I I don't blame her. I don't blame anyone for maybe taking a nap during this movie, especially someone who isn't into uh, dad action movies like you and I might be. Um, I mean, you nailed the synopsis on the head because you read it. You didn't write it yourself. Um, right. I just I, I don't know I don't have much else to say about it other than let's just get into the the patent pending movie scale. Um, just be just before we do that, the only thing I had to say uh, going into it was I went in completely blind, no GI Joe, nothing. Like didn't really watch any trailers. Um, when I saw Mister Henry Golding appear on screen, mm -hmm. um, I was like, "Hey, that's the guy from Crazy Rich Asians," and I got a little excited. Which you haven't seen, right? I've seen the first half of. Okay. I started watching it and then never finished it. It was really good, though. It is. It's it's really good. And Henry Golding's a really good uh, actor. Um, but I mean, which gave me a little bit of excitement. But it wasn't like before the movie. It was during the movie. Yeah. No, for sure. I knew he was in it because I saw a trailer for it when we saw Black Widow. Um, which in the trailer, there's like a scene where like they they manipulate it where like so the part where he's going to shoot his friend or whatever and like he he saves his life i could have sworn in the trailer like snake eyes rolls his dice and then kicks everyone's ass which he he never rolled his dice oh, that would have been sick yeah so that would have been cool if he's just like if he just always rolls his rolls his dice and then kicks some ass um plot slash story tie so this movie is the classic um it it just it's a dad action movie with 
that was trying to be creative and was trying to have twists, albeit they were very predictable. Uh, I will say the first little twist where he saves the guy's life, of course, spoilers ahead, as always, uh, he saves the guy's life. He goes into their clan and then you, you find out he's still working with that other guy. Um, <laughs> just great review by me, not knowing anyone's fucking names. Um, <laughs> I like that one clan led by that one dude when he goes and he twists it and he betrays them for that other guy. Um, so he, he saves Storm Shadow's life from Kenta. And Storm Shadow was undercover working with Kenta. Uh, not working with, working against Kenta. Kenta is families with Storm Shadow. Kenta got cast out of Storm Shadow's clan. Um, so he saves Storm Shadow's life. I'm just going to call him Storm Shadow because I don't remember his actual name. And then, you, you know, what was it? Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Okay, so he saves Tommy's life. Then you have Snake Eyes. Uh, you know, he's in this clan with Tommy and then he goes back to Kenta and you're like, oh shit, he is still working with Kenta. I didn't expect that. But then everything from there was telegraphed and there was just a lot of confusing parts. Ty, it took me like five minutes to figure out that, um, Tommy was the same guy when they had the fight scene where he saved his life. And then he woke up in the plane and he didn't have a goatee anymore. I was so fucking confused. I had no idea who that was. (laughs) Yeah, no, I had to, like, listening to the dialogue, I figured it out. Like, eventually I was like, oh, that's that guy. Because, yeah, you can't just shave your facial hair mid-fucking movie and just not show that scene. Because I didn't know. (laughs) And, you know, it's a movie trope we might shit on. I don't think we have before, but I could definitely see myself shitting on it. Where it's like, oh, why do they always have to show us the guy getting a makeover? And I realized it's for this reason, because I was very confused. (laughs) That's part of acting, man. That's part of the wardrobe. If he has a goatee, I expect him to have a goatee the rest of the fucking movie. Yeah, and he shaved. If he's like uh, Avengers uh, Endgame, we see Captain America shaving his beard. Now, I still would have recognized yes. Captain America, but it was nice to see it. <laughs> I agree. I fully agree. Um, so I was confused there, and there was just there was a lot of like different parts and moving pieces, and it's just like like you said, you kind of really had to listen to the dialogue, and sometimes you got lost in the dialogue, and I just. I, I, I don't know, man. This movie confused me, and I could see Riley kind of taking a nap because she just blinked out. That being said, I mean, it did have an act one, act two, act three. It did have a little bit of a twist, albeit predictable on the second twist at the end. Uh, I gave it a nine out of 20 for plot slash story. Yeah, I also gave it a nine. Um, okay. It was there. There there was a story going on, but it wasn't gripping by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, you know, I, I understood everything that was happening and why it was happening, but I just, it was, it was just happening. Um, that twist did get me. Didn't think he was still working for homie. Honestly forgot about him until he (laughs) showed back up and I was like, oh shit, that's right. Um, there was, I don't know if this should be in characters or story. Um, the two female, the GI Joe girl Mm -hmm. and And the Baroness. Baroness. Yeah just so incredibly unnecessary in this movie and thrown in to connect to like the gi joe franchise i feel like for sure 100 percent. you can literally remove both of them and the story does not change in the slightest bit yeah i mean the only thing that would change which they forced it in was the whole kenta was getting the gem for um help me who's the bad guys in gi joe um cobra cobra he was getting it for Cobra, and in return, Cobra was. What, what was he? What were they helping Kenta with? Giving him guns? I actually don't I know what no Kenta's endgame was. Actually, now that I think about it, like, why was there he even a middleman? The, that's what, he gets this all-powerful weapon, and he's trading it 
for for guns? No, I guess? no, it's he wanted to destroy the clan. That's what it was. That's what it was. But well, yeah, like, he you wanted don't need... to destroy the clan, but he just needed the gem to destroy the clan, which he got, and then was expected to just hand the gem over for some reason because they needed this other character who was supposed to get the gem. But he very well could have just got the gem and held on to it, and then they could have gotten the gem back and been completely fine without the Baroness or GI Joe girl. Yeah, there was there was no need for uh, Cobra in this movie whatsoever. And honestly, like they could have just done the end credit thing where um, Storm Shadow Tommy, who is now Storm Shadow, he meets with the Baroness and they, you know, opening up for him being a bad guy, which he is, I'm assuming, in the the GI Joe movies. Um, they could have just done that. Like I don't know if uh, Ursula Corbero is the one who plays the Baroness in the new GI Joe movies, not the new, but the old GI Joe movies. Um, but they could have just cast someone that it was and established it at the end there and be like, oh, look, you know, this leads into the Cobra stuff. Um, but no, they, they inter, you know, twined it this way and it just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the end credit scene was prime for this kind of like, um, like the short little scene with Val in Captain America and the winter soldier. It wasn't an end credit scene, but it was like just a little snippet. Just do that. Just have her be like, Oh, I'm the Baroness, blah, blah, blah. Let's work together. Done. That's all you needed to connect us to the GI Joe franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently, I'm looking at G.I. Joe, um, the first one, Rise of Cobra, The Rise of Cobra. Uh, and it says, um, where'd he go? I lost him. Snake Eyes, played by Ray Park, a mysterious ninja commando who took a vow of silence, a departure from the character's traditional difficulty in speaking due to grievous vocal wounds. So he doesn't talk. He talks in this. Mm. Well, I mean, they very much set up like a Snake Eyes sequel instead of a G.I. Joe movie because he's like, I'm not ready to to join you guys yet i gotta go chase down what the fuck's storm his shadow. name winter shadow <laughs> storm shadow <laughs> um he's like i gotta go chase him down so i have a feeling he gets his fucking neck sliced in the next one okay okay um so the baroness was actually played by sienna miller in the first one and i love um the baroness's real name which i guess is uh anastasia so it says anna lewis and then it says slash anastasia de cobre and she works with Cobra, so I like that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's literally D E Cobra Y. That's that's her name. So Love that. Love that for her. Uh, she's born she was born to be a bad person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, you have this whole like story about him redeeming his father's death death and you find out he's Cobra. That's another way they could have or not Cobra, um, G. I. Joe. What what are they called? Are they called G. I. Joe's? What do you mean? Like the good guys. Are they, are oh, he they, was a Joe. He was a Joe. Um, like that, they they literally could have done that. It literally could have been like, hey, at the end of the movie, you get the girl come in, like, hey, I heard about this, blah blah blah, whatever. I was keeping close eye, and you know, your dad, blah blah blah, and then do the end credit scene, and that's how you connect it to the future movies. They they felt un- unnecessary, and they had their own fighting scenes, like you said, and then they they paired up at the end because they had a common enemy. Which what was like the Baroness's goal? Like, hey, I'm a pair up just so I can get the stone. Like, obviously, you're not gonna get the stone. Like. Maybe you still want to align with the guy with the stone. I don't know. The story uh, is definitely not. It was definitely lacking. They they brought the story down because they felt so out of place. Yeah. And then we have G.I. Joe Retaliation, which had The Rock. I forgot he was in that. Oh, is that The Rock and Channing Tatum one? Where Channing Tatum <laughs> dies in the first 15 minutes? I guess so, yeah. I didn't know he died in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's the one where he was literally used in all the promotional material and everything. Like, ooh, Channing Tatum, G.I. Joe. 
and then they literally kill him right away in the movie. Okay. Yeah, he's in this. Bruce Willis as well. Plays Joe, the titular Joe. Um, Dwayne Johnson is Roadblock is his name. Oh. It's his, uh, wow. his, his superhero name. Um, 9 out of 20 for me. Visual cinematography tight. Now, this is one of the most interesting movies I've ever seen in regards to this category. I have never watched a movie that has made me so – not even upset, but just like where I thought about how bad the visuals looked while also having so many moments where I was like, wow, that was a really cool scene with how they filmed that. You know, like one that sticks out is when he does like the backflip or when she does like – or he does the backflip on the motorbike. Someone does a backflip on a motorbike, and then she does the one thing where she drives the motorbike up, and then she jumps from car to car to get on top of like the, the moving truck or whatever. Um, that was fucking mm-hmm. sick. There was like, and there were some good hand to hand combat scenes in this that looked really, really cool. And there was also some yep. really bad hand to hand combat scenes where it was like shaky. And I know the first scene where he's like fighting in a prison, which they never even explained that. I don't know if it was a prison that was super, super, super shaky. Riley pointed out, but I think that was by design. Cause mm-hmm. it was meant to be kind of like this, this crazy atmosphere. Um, it was but- giving me F nine flashback. <laughs> no, but there was like some weird color shit. They would try like, most of this movie was, like, shot normally, but then there were some scenes where, like, it was, like, this ombre kind of color. And, like, I remember the, the first plane scene was a weird color. And uh, and when we first see him and the kids are kicking that soccer ball and he walks up, there was, like, this weird orangish tint. It felt like they had two different directors of, you know, cinematography where one guy was trying to be artsy and one guy was like, hey, this is an action movie. Let's give him good action scenes. Um, I liked a lot of it. I hated a lot of it. I gave it a 12. Okay. Um, I didn't hate it as much as you did. Okay. I, I noticed, I noticed some things that kind of pissed me off, like the shaky cam. Um, some like the coloring and stuff was odd. Um, but I liked the action. I think all the action scenes were, were fairly good. I liked the scene when they were like in, in Tokyo, when they first find out about the guns. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is, but you're going to get me every time if you fight somewhere in Tokyo, <laughs> just because of like the neon lights and everything. It always looks fucking cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so I liked that. I liked some of the hand-to-hand combat scenes, the way they were shot. Um, and I didn't have as big of an issue as you said. I gave it a 15. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I, 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 again, I noticed I noticed the issues, so I'm not, you know, it's not 17, 18, any of that. But I just didn't, they didn't bother me as much. It was just so weird and inconsistent because the stuff that looked good looked really good. And then the stuff that didn't look good didn't look good. And like I said, it felt like there was two different directors of cinematography um, I, I can't think of the exact scene, but the one that stands out is I just remember there was this one scene and it was weird ass coloring. It was like this orange kind of hue, like almost looked like there was like a wildfire. Like it was just, it was weird. And I, I don't know. And then some of them were just, it was fine, you know? So it was, it was definitely an interesting watch. And maybe if it was IMAX, it would have got a 15, but it got a 12. Because <laughs> um, IMAX is the best, baby. Um, Key elements. Now, this is a category that I have talked about before. It's really hard to fuck up. Um, you kind of can only fuck this up in two ways. One, you just don't have a key element. And two, which is, again, really hard to do that. I don't – since I started doing the movie scale, which I'm on uh, like 31 movies on the on my sheets, which, wow. Um, you know, I, I don't – looking at my scores, there's not a key element score where I'm like, oh, this lacks a key element. Maybe – the man in the iron mask. Cause I didn't really love that movie and I didn't really know what the key element was, but I mean, even Holmes and Watson, it has an element. It just sucks. Thunder force, I guess doesn't have a key element and that's why it's the lowest reviewed movie of all time. And within the line's history, 
Um, Fuck yeah. This had a key element. The key element was hand-to-hand combat, ninja-style fighting, um, family, clans, family betrayal. I gave it a 16. Also gave it a 16. Okay, we're right, um, right in line. Yeah, the action scenes are fucking sick. Yeah. I like, especially like the final one on the car. I don't know what it was, but the fact that they were sitting in a truck with just swords sticking through it in every direction, that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and none of them shit like that that I like. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, yeah, none of them managed to hit him. They all just fucking missed. <laughs> they all missed, not only that, but then he backs up and slams into something as if he wouldn't get thrown backwards into the sword. Like, you just got in a rear-end accident, dude. You don't think you're fucking moving your body into one of the very sharp, pointy things sticking into you? That was another another thing about the story is the cops showed up at the end of that scene, and they just, like, everyone was just off scotch-free because Kenta was fine. They obviously were on their private jet. Like, what did the cops do when they got there? Like, like oh, okay. They just scared, they just scared them away, apparently. <laughs> um, um, no, but I, I liked a lot of this. I liked the, the hand-to-hand combat, the sword combat. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for some sword fighting. Um, it was it was a fun movie, you know. I'm sure there was some some fun GI Joe lore or something. I I don't I don't know how to judge that. Yeah, and it had that whole like I said the family key element. You know, like he takes in his own. This is kind of his new family. He betrays his new family. He's avenging his dad's death, and then he's about to get killed by the snakes because you know his heart isn't pure and all that stuff. Um, just totally leaning into that, and I mean it is. You know, part of, you know, Asian culture, you know, family is obviously very, very important your family lineage and all that. I don't know if they looked at this in a deeper level with those kind of things, but it does fit the, you know, the, the Asian heritage, you know, with the actors and just the, the origin of the character and whatnot, um, even if it can be a little stereotypical at times. So I, I thought they hit the key elements. It's not the best action I've ever seen, but it was pretty badass. Um, I, I can't I really haven't seen many like ninja slash samurai movies that I can think of. Um, I fell asleep during the last Samurai when we had to watch it together. So that was I, miserable. That was I, a miserable watch. I, I don't. I don't know of any like ninja, unless I'm just missing one. So this was different for me, and I liked it. I agree. Um, now the issue with this movie here, Jay, was the characters for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What'd you give it? I gave it a ten. Um, okay. Five out of ten. That's an that's an F, but. Um, I thought Henry Golding was the best part of this movie. I thought he saved it from being a dumpster fire, and that deserves some credit because I, I don't like – I don't. he wasn't given a lot of stuff to work with, and he made the most of it. He was fine. Not his best work, but he was fine. Now, everyone else, um, I mean, whether it was just shallow writing and shallow character development, like the one girl had – no reason to trust him over and over and over. And she just kept trusting him, um, Akiko. Um, whether it was, you know, I – and that was kind of it. It was like Kenta was whatever. He was generic. Tommy was Tommy. I didn't understand Kiko. I, there was a lot – there was a lot of depth lacking in all these characters for sure. Yeah, I thought Snake Eyes, if the movie was just Snake Eyes um, and Henry Golding, it would be a 10. He did perfectly fine with what he was given. Um, Tommy, I think, was okay enough. Um, he was kind of one-dimensional. Well, I guess I guess he kind of had that that switcheroo at the end where he went villain. Um, but yeah, Kiko, she's like she's in charge of security, and this guy is just sneaking around doing sketchy ass shit, and you're just letting him do it. <laughs> um, Kenta is the most just cookie cutter villain of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, blind Blind Master is pretty sick. 
So I don't know if I if I messed this up, but he wasn't the blind one, right? I thought they made a joke where the other guy was blind. No, Blind Master was in fact blind. Okay, so I got confused because there was the one scene where they're eating dinner and the one master was staring at him. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. I thought she said, oh, no, he can't see. But I could be wrong about that. It was the other guy who he was trying to take water from. And he was, like, staring at him. And he was like, why is he looking at me? He's like, oh, he can't see. But Blind Master, he's staring at you. So I don't know. I got confused. After that scene, I thought Blind Master was not blind. <laughs> I thought it was just a play on words. I don't know. Hard Master. That was the other guy's name. Hard Master. Very creative with those. This Master, he's hard to beat. That Master, he's blind. Um, I, Yeah, I, he, in fact, Blind Master was the blind one. I just want to clarify that. Okay. <laughs> um, Scarlet and Baroness, vigorously not necessary. Um, which brings it down a lot for me. And uh, the beginning scene with the father had, had kind of some bad acting. I'm going to say it. Yeah. It reminded me of um, Those Who Wish Me Dead with the terrible acting dad, who just was been <laughs> part of that movie. Oh, my God. Don't make me remember that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was atrocious, and I think this was reminiscent of that. So I, I gave it an eight. Um, I, I really didn't enjoy the characters of this. The action and everything kind of moved along, but this is where it G.I. Joe differentiates from Marvel for me is I like the Marvel characters, so I like, you know, I want to keep coming back for this. I just don't give two shits about these characters, any of them. So, yeah, I can confirm. I know you already said it, but I can confirm uh, he is, he is in fact, blind. Um, yeah. According yeah, to I mean, G.I. Joe see his fandom. fucking eyes? According to Joepedia, which might be on my uh, top five Joes list now that I've seen it. Um, <laughs> quote, the man, as it turns out, is blind. <laughs> on the wiki. Uh, I'm, I'm now on Joepedia, and I fucking love this. Um, there's also hard, ma- hard Master and a Soft Master. Um, we didn't get no Soft Master. Oh, what was Soft Master doing this whole time? Was it the grandma? I don't know. I didn't click. I just clicked on Hard Master. Um, it says Marvel Comics. Was GI Joe a Marvel comic? I mean, shit. Maybe. Huh. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Um, Hard Master is called Hard Master, and uh, why Soft Master is called Soft Master. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, the characters weren't great in this. Um, it says GI Joe. Obviously, it was action figures. Uh, comics. Okay, so let's get into this Wikipedia. This is not Joepedia. This is Wikipedia. Comics. G.I. Joe originated from a comic strip in the 1940s called Private Burger as a licensed property of Hasbro. G.I. Joe comics had have been released from 1967 to present. G.I. Joe, Joe reappeared in the 1980s as a promotional comic book produced by Marvel Comics. The success of the main title led Marvel Comics to produce a secondary title, G.I. Joe Special Missions, which lasted 28 issues. The main series released its final issue, number 155, in December 1994. Wow. Okay, I'm all in now. Never mind. It's Marvel on the shelf. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they're attached anymore, um, obviously, because this movie would have been a lot better. Um, <laughs> enjoyment, Ty. It's a, it's a dad action movie. How much did you enjoy it on a scale from one to twenty? Um, I gave it a twelve. I didn't. It was very middle of the road for me. I didn't hate it. The character thing kind of kind of bugged me. Um, but I had a fun time watching the action scenes and stuff. I also gave it a twelve. Um, same thing. It was just it was a turn your brain off. Um, 
you know, just dumb action movie. Um, I've had better turn your brain off movies. I like having my sheets because I can compare. Because enjoyment's the one category I can compare e- every single movie to each other. Because it's just like, how much did I enjoy this movie? It's not like, what were they trying to do with the characters? The key elements are different. Visuals, even though visuals seems the same in different ways for different movies. Enjoyment's just straight up how much did I enjoy it. And a 12, you know, I gave Army of the Dead a 13, which was disappointing, but I still enjoyed it a little bit more than this one. Um, I gave, you know, I actually have not given another movie a 12 in enjoyment. So this is the first one since I started doing my, my, uh, my sheets. Um, but that gives it a not great score for me, Ty. Um, this is kind of a quick movie review, but we got a, we got a top five list and a sports episode this week, so I don't feel terrible about it. I gave it a 59 out of 100. Oh, I gave it a 60 for a good old 59.5. Um, you know, it was, it wasn't great. It was just okay. Yeah. And 59.5 ties it with Venom, which kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't remember this movie. Which one? The Little Things. <laughs> That's the um. That was the like first HBO Max movie tie in February with uh, Denzel Washington and Jared Leto, the police movie. Oh, okay, okay. That's I was like I got a score for it here, and I just do not remember it. That is the perfect, um, just analogy of the Little Things. So I'm pretty sure we said that when we reviewed it. Is you will not remember this movie at all, and that <laughs> just happened naturally. <laughs> Like, I genuinely think I can go down this list and remember every single one of these movies except for this. Um, yeah, I would agree. Um, even the ones like The Man in the Iron Mask or movies where I may not remember much of the movie. Yeah, I obviously remember the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was very authentic, too. I did, I was, I literally sat here staring at it. Like, what fucking movie was this? <laughs> um, I thought it was On the Rocks for a second, but I remember On the Rocks. Yeah, the movie where everyone was like, oh, Bill Murray, so great in it. And it's like, was he? He's just fucking Bill Murray. Uh, it ties it for 60th. Um, it is not within the lines, which we have said is where we kind of draw our, if we give it a fresh or a rotten. Um, mm. Talked about that last week with Space Jam, barely squeaking in. And that's fair. Well, that that's part of the problem with fresh and rotten is it's like it's one ultimatum or the other. Um, this movie probably does deserve a rotten, even though even if it is on the better scale of being rotten, but that is why our patent pending movie scale is fail proof because it helps, you know, judge these things. Absolutely. Um, you know, if, if you're just looking for enjoyment you could just, you could just rank our movies by their enjoyment. Yeah. But this all around rotten and it's sitting at 39% in rotten tomatoes right now, which feels like a 60. Yeah. And our boy Armin white has not reviewed this movie, so we don't get an Armin white review this week. Ty. So you don't have to get worked. I think, up this I think you'll like it. <laughs> you think so yeah i know he's gonna enjoy this movie um have you seen that m night Shyamalan old movie so uh i i didn't know that was a thing until like four days ago um absolutely would have chose to watch that over this okay it does have a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes it looks a little interesting um but yeah it came out we already have next week planned right Next week we have Jungle Cruise. Okay, so that's is that Disney premiere, Disney Plus premiere? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. That feels like a yeah. Oh, it's actually my. It's on Snake Eyes on IMDb. You know how there's like the background ad. Uh huh. 
Uh, the, my background ad, ad is Jungle Cruise in theaters tomorrow or order it on Disney Plus Premier Access. Okay, so it is Premier Access. Um, you know, I was – so there's this new show on Disney Plus before we get into our Joe draft um, called Behind the Attraction. And it's just kind of like – talks about like the history of some of the attractions. They had the Imagineering story, which if you have not seen it, I highly, highly, highly recommend on Disney Plus. Fantastic like six-part uh, – kind of uh, document documentary about how the Disney parks were made. It's kind of like that, but a little bit more kiddish. Um, but they had a Jungle Cruise episode that was episode one, and they were kind of promoting the movie at the same time. Very intentional. Um, but I was watching that, and I was like, man, this movie's going to be fucking stupid. Like, they're literally making a movie after a ride. And then I was like, wait, that's exactly what they did with Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's like one of their most successful franchises. So maybe I shouldn't shit on it uh, yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like we've had this conversation before, <laughs> um, but 100%. It's like, why the fuck are they doing this? And then you're like, well, I guess they have done it before. <laughs> it's just, I don't remember Pirates of a Caribbean before the movies, you know? So I that's why I always forget. But, you know, that that is their, I would say, and this was without checking, but I'm like 99% sure that it has to be the most um financially successful just straight up disney film series you know not counting marvel and all this stuff um i mean they have you know five movies i'm looking 4.5 billion i don't think anything else is topping that um from their own yeah so they've spent i'm definitely agreeing with that so maybe we'll get a big jungle cruise uh, a five five jungle cruise films and The Rock is just, you know, Johnny Depp in this situation. It has a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm not going to shit on it yet. Oh. Um, next week we will we will give our reviews, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it says 63 for me right now, 86 audience. So a little okay. teaser for next week. Yeah, it said it said 61 on Google, and then I, when I clicked on it, it says 63. Um, let's get into our Joe draft. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. All right, Jay. This is the Joe draft. I'm going to be honest. I went off the rails a little with the Joe draft. I have a lot of very obscure Joe things to draft. Okay. Um, I just thought of another one right now that I'm probably going to probably gonna use. <laughs> but you you get the first overall pick this week. I took it last week. You get it this week. And there's a one-on-one. And if you don't take the correct one-on-one, I'm swooping on that shit so fast. Okay, so this is why – this is fun. I like these drafts because they can go in so many different directions. Like I'm thinking about like my draft strategy. You know, We're going into the, the 2021 Joe draft, and it's like do I want to throw a curveball and only just pick like actual Joes, like just like the most random like 
just real life Joes, and that'll be a curveball. Do I want to go like, with like Joe Pesci? Yeah. <laughs> or do I want to go with you know the funnier route of just rant other things that have Joe in them, but isn't necessarily a person Joe. Um, and I, I there's there's a one of one for me, and I don't know. <laughs> If it's the same as you, because the one-on-one for me is very on brand with me as a person. And anyone that knows me probably knows what I'm picking here. Um, and I don't know if you have the same, but I couldn't let you, even though it was my turn anyways, I couldn't let you have my one-on-one, even though we might have different one-on-ones. So my first overall pick in the 2021 Joe draft is Joe Mama. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> okay. That was the instant, instant one-on-one. I knew okay. you were taking it. It was written down five minutes ago. Okay. Uh, for anyone who does not know, um, you ask someone, you know, how's Joe doing? You know, blah, blah, blah about Joe. And when they say Joe who, you just respond, Joe Mama. It plays every time. <laughs> it always gets a laugh from six years old to 60 years old. I got your sister with it. Um, was it at the rehearsal? It was at the rehearsal dinner before you guys got there. We were sitting there talking. Or maybe it was at your actual wedding. I don't remember. I just remember I was like, oh, um, you know, are you still talking to Joe or some stupid shit like that? And she was like, Joe. And I was like, yeah, Joe mama. And destiny got so mad that she fell for it again. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Um, and it's great when you get the same people like with it more than once. It's fucking great. Every time. <laughs> that's great. I'm happy for you, Jay. You needed Joe mama. That was an on brand pick. <laughs> I would have felt dirty taking it from you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I will say there was a one one and I did not have a number two overall pick. Okay. I've got a lot to choose from here. Um, I'm going to take this one because I feel like um, I don't love it as my first pick, but I feel like you could take it later on in the draft, and I don't think you're taking any of my other ones. Um, so I'm going to go with the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Random from MLB The Show. <laughs> I didn't um, even think of him. <laughs> He's just – if you create a player and you're just too lazy to put in a name, you get Mr. Joe Random. And I had a 99 overall Joe Random in, like, 2012, who was a fucking <laughs> legend. Broke the home run record. That's fucking good. I didn't even think of Joe Random. Oh, my God. You're going to come yeah, up I, with some I, funny I, fucking ones. If that's the one you think I was going to have and I didn't even think of it, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I've got a lot of good ones. Um, and that one that one's just a little taste. But I love Joe Random. I can only imagine how many different Joe Randoms there are out there just raking baseball. um my second overall pick which i thought when you were when you were talking about it and you said oh this might not be my first but you might pick it because this one's also very on brand with me so i was like oh he's gonna steal my because this was my two (laughs) and that's gonna be a cup of joe um oh didn't even think of that one i there's another very on brand thing for you that i'm gonna take now (laughs) a cup of joe um you know, I, I'm a big coffee guy. I actually almost brewed coffee for this podcast. It's 9 o'clock at night, and I, I made a good life choice, and I said, you know, it is too late um, to drink coffee because I don't have any decaf K-cups, so that was a good choice by me. Um, pat me on the back, please. But I love the Cup of Joe, and I'm on an article right now, rd.com, uh, Reasons Coffee is Called a Cup of Joe, and apparently there are several different theories. Um, the iconic nickname a Cup of Joe has several origin stories. One legend concerns Josephus. No, Joe. Joe. P H makes an F noise, right? Jophus. Josephus. No, Josephus. I got it right the first time. Josephus Daniels, the Secretary of the Navy during World War One. In 1914, he banned alcohol consumption on all U.S. Navy ships. Since coffee was the next strongest substitute, sailors sarcastically deemed it a cup of Josephus. But that was a bit mouthful. The snarky nickname became just to a cup of Joe. So I'm just gonna go with Love that. that. 
I love that for you. Um, <laughs> the one I thought you were going to take that I'm going to take number two right now. Um, picture this, Jay. You're Joe Random, right? Okay. Um, you're you're raking baseballs. You just got called up in the league. You're pulling everything. You're hitting home runs. Um, pitchers start to adjust to that, Jay. They start throwing you outside. <laughs> and the only way the only way Mr. Joe Random's getting the Hall of Fame is if he starts the going Joe. Oh, I fucking love that tie. The baseball picks yet again. You gotta go, Joe. You just gotta hit it the other way. Go and Joe. I love that. Go, yeah. So yeah, anyone you just said it, but anyone who does not know, it's when you go the other way. If you're a right-handed hitter, that's when you you hit to the uh, to the right side of the field when you're a left-handed hitter. I guess can you go, Joe, if you're a lefty? Yeah, going Joe's just hitting it, just hitting it to left field. Okay, okay. Just going with the pitch, going Joe. Oh man, Ty. So this is where it falls off for me. Um, this is I, I don't know what to pick next. I thought of one, so I have a list written down, and this is why I hate myself, because I thought of one on the way home today, driving to my house, and I fucking forgot it, and it's going to piss me off. Um, that's going to that's gonna bother me, so I'm going to have to go with, uh, with one of my other picks. I kind of want to go with an actual person, but I feel like that's a little boring. You know, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to pander to the audience because this person's very famous. I'm going to go with Joe Rogan. Oh. Um, Now, while I respect that pick, I have a question. Finish what you're going to say. Well, I'm just – he's the king of podcasts. Um, I would be blessed to ever be on his podcast if he ever invites me. Um, And I just – he's, you know, sometimes acts like he's – an expert in everything and says stuff that's really uneducated and misleads a lot of people. Cause a lot of people think he's like this genius when he's not, he's just a dude, um, you know, very smart when it comes to, you know, mixed martial arts and I'm sure plenty of other things, but maybe not your chief medical advisor. Um, but that being said, Joe Rogan's just a guy's guy. Yeah, he is. He, he is the guy's guy. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not going to take it. I've I've thought about it to myself. I'm not going to take it. My oh. next pick was going to be um, just strictly Joe Rogan's knockout yell. <laughs> the way he just fucking screams commentating gets me every time. <laughs> yep, can't have it though. I already, already, already uh, cornered the Joe, Mo- Joe Rogan market. And I, I also would like to uh, let you know I remembered the great one. So it's coming next pick unless you steal it. Okay, that's fine. My next pick here, Jay. Um, it's, it's a man who was so good at what he did. There are stores across the nation named after him. And I don't want the store. I want specifically the Trader Joe. Uh, (laughs) I didn't didn't know where you were going with that. I couldn't think of a store with Joe, um, while you were saying that, um, Trader Joe's. Okay. Oh no, no, sorry. Not Trader Joe's. You want the titular Trader Joe. Yeah, I want the man who was so good, probably back with like hunter gathering days, getting pelts and stuff. He was such a good trader that there is now Trader Joe's across the nation. So I'm looking. Um, trader Joe's is named after its founder, Joe Columbe. The company began in 1958 as a greater Los Angeles area chain known as the Pronto Market Convenience Stores. Columbia felt the original Pronto Markets were too similar to 7-Eleven and the competition would be too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
The first store brand is Trader Joe's, opened in 1967 in Pasadena. It remains open as of 2021. Um, and then it was bought by a man named uh, Theo Albrecht, who mm. kind of turned it into what it is today. So you're taking uh, Joe Columbe. Columbe. Well, here's the deal, Jay. I didn't say the man who founded Trader Joe's. I said the man who it's based off of. So I want Joe Columbe's great, 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 great <laughs> ancestor, Joe. Oh, so I – okay, well <laughs> – it was Joe did not name it after himself, and then after Theo Albrecht bought it, he named it Trader Joe's. Um, so we'll just say that yeah, it was named after some hunter gatherer, um, Trader Joe. He's an incredible trader. Um, Columbia, I'm sad to report he died on February 28th, 2020, at the age of 89 years old. Though, so he did live a good life. Absolute legend. But that is a recent death, so that is sad. Um, my next pick, Ty. I'm so happy I thought of it. This is my fourth pick. And Miko, I don't know if he listens to this podcast. I know he listens to our sports one. He's going to love this. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. I think I messed that up. (laughs) I think you nailed it. Okay. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe. Um, It's just a great song. We went and did karaoke the night before your wedding. Night before. Yeah, night before your wedding. And the only song we could get Miko to actually sing to was Cotton Eye Joe. It's a great, it's a great bop, dude. It's really is a great bop. Yeah, um, Cotton Eye Joe is actually about STDs, though. So, oh well, I just, I'm, I got the song. I, I, I'm not just the song, not what the song represents or anything. Not the 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 Cotton Eye Joe. Yes, it's the act of a man having his urethra swabbed by a Q-tip to test for STDs. I, I don't I don't want that I just, I just I want the song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cotton Eye Joe, <laughs> That's a great pick. <laughs> um, my next pick here, Jay. Sorry, I'm just oh. thinking about my next pick. <laughs> my next pick. Um, my my mom and dad years ago got married, and uh, they, their wedding song was "I Want to Know." By the musician Joe. Um, now, I don't want that song. I don't want that musician. I want the musician Joe's confidence for thinking that he was going to be popular enough to just go by the name Joe. So you're, you're drafting uh, his confidence. <laughs> his confidence level. Because you, if you're a one-name guy, you're Shohei, you're other one-named people, you're, you're Prince, um, but just to be like, I'm going to be the most popular Joe of all time, and everyone's going to know me as Joe, and then to make one good song, um, just his confidence to think he can be the one Joe. Hey, he's got – he had the number one hit called Stutter and top ten entries, all the things your man won't do, don't want to be a player, and I want to know. He's got some some songs. No, Joe is a one-hit wonder. And he had the confidence to be like, I am the one and only Joe. Ty, he's got he's a seven most, time Grammy Award nominee. <laughs> he the most confident person I've ever known to be so mediocre. He's listed forty eighth on the list of top fifty R and B and hip hop artists of the past twenty five years by Billboard. <laughs> no fucking chance. Just um, his, that either way, even if he's top forty five R and B artists, to think that's good enough to take the most common name in at least the fucking United States. When he was around, I know it's like Muhammad and shit in the world, but Joe's like top five names, and you're like, yeah, I'm just Joe. 
that's fair. I will say he's probably happy right now. Like some something's ringing in his ears because um, you're giving him the credit he wanted. You know, you're putting him on a top five Joe list. So maybe he is a top. Like you, you're admitting. He's Ooh, a- time out. No, I'm not. I'm putting his confidence oh, on the list right. because the fact that he thinks he deserves to be on this list. Okay. Okay, that's right. Sorry, I got that mixed up. oh okay my fifth and final pick there's a lot of there's a lot of directions i can go um and if i if i say something don't um like if you're gonna pick it don't you know whatever don't say it um but there's some some options such as glass joe from the punch out series um joe schmo which I think is just what you call someone when they're just a Joe Schmo. You could also go with Average Joe, which just reminds me of something that I thought of last week, Ty. Um, hold on. I got to make sure I get this right. With my fifth and final pick, instead of Joseph Stalin, which is going to be my pick, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Average Joe's dodgeball team. Oh, I fucking hate myself. I th- when I texted you Joe draft, this was my like this and Joe Mama, Joe Mama one oh one, and then this. Forgot about it until right now, until I read Average Joe, just the right re- other average Joe. Average Joe's dodgeball team. Or gymnasium, whatever it's officially called. I'm so fucking mad right now. When you said that, it, it just like the most bright fucking LED light bulb went off in my head, and I'm so upset at myself. <laughs> Probably a better pick than Joseph Stalin. I don't know. <laughs> I thought about putting him on my list. I couldn't pull the trigger. You were going to fucking do it. <laughs> he was going to be my five. Um, I, I, that's Explain a great, to me. great value pick for me. Explain to me um, why you believe Joseph Stalin is a top five Joe. <laughs> You're really going to make me do this? <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Well, Joseph Stalin, look, you know, his his ide- ideologies may not have aligned with us in America, but you can't deny that the man was accomplished, right? Um, and mm-hmm. if we're just looking at pure accomplishments with what he wanted to what he wanted to accomplish besides winning the war, um, he did pretty well for himself. Okay. That's fine. That's what you think. I mean, he didn't do anything bad. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. this is obviously all, all a joke. Joseph, it, it would have been a joke played. Um, Joseph Stalin <laughs> died before my parents were born. So, um, you know, and I, I think sometimes he just doesn't like being the number two. You know, everyone thinks of like, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> you know what I think his biggest issue is? What? I think he had too normal of a mustache. <laughs> okay. Think of the other guy. Okay. Okay. Um, who's He's got the, his own fucking mustache. Who was the, the Italy one? Who What, what was it? Mussolini? Oh, yeah, probably. That sounds right. Fucking nerd. Thanks, Ty. <laughs> Benito Mussolini. That was his name. My last pick, Jay. Um, look, man, I got to have one actual Joe on here. So it's Scar Joe. Okay. Scar Joe, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. I fucking love me some Scar Joe. Fair. Uh, we mentioned uh, ScarJo suing Marvel because she um, 
in her contract, it was agreed that she would get a portion of the box office for Black Widow, and then she was promised that it would only be theater release, and then it wasn't only theater release. So she is suing Disney. Um, so yeah, you got a you got a bitter bitch on your on your team. <laughs> Whoa, Jay! <laughs> what the fuck's your deal? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love ScarJo. She's you're great. Sexist, you're a sexist, <laughs> stalling, loving fucking asshole. <laughs> a very problematic episode for you i just wouldn't release it i know this, these last five minutes have lowered my stock a lot i mean if i was a publicly traded company um people be selling right now <laughs> crashing just crashing um some honorable mentions uh, um gi <laughs> joe um, yeah he wasn't even cracking my list um i don't know if i said this earlier but joe blow i don't really know what that means but i've heard it before um yeah we have um, Joe Dirt. That's a good one. Yeah, he's in a movie. Um, Jojo Siwa was on my list. Um, uh, her her bow was going to be on my list. Okay, Jojo Siwa's bow. Um, yeah. And then if we went people besides Joe Rogan and ScarJo, we could have gotten Joe DiMaggio, Joe Montana. I had Hitch and Streak. Who? Joe DiMaggio's Hitch Streak. Oh, okay. That, that would have been a good pick. Um, I already had two baseball picks. I didn't want to go three. Um, Joe Biden, I guess, if you want to go that direction. Um, that's The only other I Joe had. person I had was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, that's a good one. I fucks, I fucks with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joe Gibbs. He was a, uh, a uh, football coach turned NASCAR owner. That's pretty successful. Yeah. Um, um, that's all I got. I also had... Mojo Jojo, the monkey from Powderpuff Girls. Okay, that would have been a good one. He's got three Joes in his name. I feel like he he maybe was deserving of being on this list. <laughs> he he got the honorable mention shout out. Um, Mojo Jojo. Joe Kelly of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Joe Kelly frowning. Oh, Joe Kelly's yeah. Joe Kelly's like little face he made. That's not a frown. That's yeah. like a what? That's like a lip. like a pout. Yeah. Joe Kelly's pouty face. That could have been on the list. Um, yeah, so sorry to G.I. Joe. Um, your movie Snake Eyes was not good enough to convince either of us to put you on the list. I feel like we missed um, – there's going to be a Joe out there that we forgot about. We're going to get a text from someone like, how would you forget about this Joe, that Joe? When you said one of one, I only had one thing on my mind, and it was this Joe, and then it turns out neither of us picked it. Um, but I'm glad it wasn't the average Joe's dodgeball team because that would have, I would have kicked myself hard if I forgot that one. Um, yeah, I almost did it. Made it to the ninth pick. (laughs) So my five picks to recap, we have Joe mama. We have cup of Joe. We have Joe Rogan, cotton eye Joe and average Joe's dodgeball team. Ty, who's your five picks? My first pick was Joe random. The MLB, the show fame. Yep. Um, my second pick was going Joe. Yeah. Uh, my my third pick was the hunter gatherer trader Joe. <laughs> um, fourth pick was the musician Joe's confidence, <laughs> and fifth pick was just Scar Joe. Scar the only, herself the only the top ten actual Joe you picked was not even a real like uh like I, it's acceptable obviously Scar Joe is her nickname but like Scarlett Johansson but I like it I like yeah, it a lot it a nickname. Um, random Rotten Tomato score again we're gonna watch Jungle Cruise we'll think of a funny list to do next week with that because we're not gonna have any Marvel content still. Um, Snake Eyes. Random. Hold on, hold on, Jay. Okay. Hold okay. on, Jay. 
Okay. What's Hold on, Jay. Me? Turning my camera on on Discord so you know I'm not cheating. Okay, I'm not even going to look at that because I know you won't cheat, Ty. Oh, hands are up. Hands are in I the see air. You. Uh, snake eyes. It got a you bad look at my screen right now. You'd think there's a cop in my room. <laughs> um, not a great um, <laughs> fucking Tyler. Not a great Rotten Tomato score. Thirty-nine percent, seventy-four percent audience score. Ty, when we did this, when we talked about this movie, there was only one movie that came to my head. If we're gonna remove re- uh, review a movie called Snake Eyes, and I have to think of a random Rotten Tomatoes movie that somehow relates to this movie. The only option was snakes on a motherfucking plane. Oh, shit. Now, it That's has such a good movie. 177 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Over 250,000 ratings audience. I feel like that's what it is every time. 177 reviews, Ty, released in 2006, starring, um, what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson. Snakes on a motherfucking plane. I'm going to be honest. This is the hardest one you've given me yet. Okay. Just because it, it could very well be like a 20% cult classic that everyone loves. Okay. Um, or it could just be like an 80%, like, hey, Samuel Jackson's doing a thing. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Snakes on a Motherfucking Plane. 36%. Oh, you are way off. You are. This is your worst one yet. Ty. I didn't know this beforehand. I thought you were going to nail this because it's just such a perfect number for snakes on a motherfucking play. And that's on a plane. That's 69. 69% Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> that's uh, That feels very high from what I remember this movie being. <laughs> Ironically enough, 69 tomato meter, 49 audience. You don't see that often. Wow. With the movie of that you know magnitude tyler just left discord hello tyler is back <laughs> i turned my camera off and it just it just kicked me away Sorry, i can't believe all critics that. appreciate snakes on a plane more than the audience um the critics review critics consensus is my favorite because it says snakes on a plane lives up to its title featuring snakes on a plane it isn't perfect but then again it doesn't need to be <laughs> <laughs> this review says better than snakes on a train <laughs> oh my god uh top critics gave it a uh, 60 percent. so even played well with the tops critics so snakes on a plane go watch it if you haven't seen it i have not seen it so oh you'd hate it it's so fucking scary oh is it scary yeah it's just jump scare after jump scare with a lot of fucking snakes on a lot of fucking planes (laughs) okay well i'm happy i have not seen it yet uh next week jungle cruise we'll think of another um Top five list that'll be funny. Hopefully as funny as the Joes. Uh, we also have Within the Line Sports coming out same day as this, uh, Friday the 30th. Um, we are doing our MLB hitters tier rankings over there, uh, you know, inspired by some of the NBA tier rankings. We're going to explain that more over on the sports pod. And we have some new, some trade news to talk about over there um, that we're going to talk about. So if you want to hear that, baseball talk, all that, hit uh, check it out, Within the Line Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Within Lines Pod, even though we don't tweet, but that's okay. Um, football season's around the corner, so Within the Line Sports is really going to pick up. More Marvel stuff on What If, that's really going to pick up. Uh, we got to get back on the website grind. We took a little bit of a break for Tyler's wedding, but we're going to be back on the grind. Um, got a lot of things coming at you. Um, just stay in the loop. I appreciate you all. We appreciate you all. Ty, you got anything else? Uh, everything you said. Um, and in the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.